0: Welcome to Raising Parents 2.0, where we learn to take fear and worry out of life and parenting and lead with love and leadership. I'm your host, Saloni Singh, a mom, a life family and self-mastery coach. Every week, I'm interviewing inspiring people from all walks of life to talk about the essential ingredients to create a life that inspires you, your children and make a positive impact in the world too. A life you love living. So let's begin i'm so excited for our special guest today who is a shadow magician anna sui anna is a business and leadership coach and an international writer speaker and a serial entrepreneur she's the founder of the intuitive business school and specializes in helping people identify their genius gifts and create a big impact in the world Her first book, Shadow Magic, Use Your Fear to Create a Prosperous Coaching Business, shows readers how to overcome their personal self-sabotage and build a thriving career and business. So let's talk to Anna to understand what does it take to embrace our shadows and fears and lead a life of power. Join me in welcoming my guest,
1: Anna Sui. Yay! Thank you for having me. This is such a special treat for me.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I'm really looking forward. I'm really excited for our conversation, Anna. So I have uh, read your book and I have spoken to you. I know a few things, but I would love for you to describe a little bit about yourself, your journey, and how you have come to the
1: place where you are now. Oh, that is a very long story that I will condense for your audience. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So I've done um, several startups, international startups. But what brought me to the world of coaching was actually something of uh, a tragedy and a gift. And you and I discussed this a little bit. Uh, I was doing a startup in Beijing. It was uh, China's first health tech startup, uh, fitness health tech startup. And uh, my grandparents, both of them are very, very sick. And I had the really when I reflect back on it, the honor of helping them pass, right? From this life to the next. And during that time, uh, people were asking me for coaching and I had no idea what this was at the time, right? This was like kind of new to me and the industry was kind of fresh too. And that's what started my journey into the world of coaching and personal development. Um, And then ultimately to writing shadow magic from just the, um, the stories and the things that I learned along the way
0: what a wonderful story and what you shared about, you know, that passing to the different realm, I think that's a a very healing process for everyone around the people as well. And that brings a lot of, you know, power as well, I think, even though it's a difficult time for, you know, most
1: of us. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I realized this later on, but that fear of death which is the one thing that's, you know, connects all of us is it's all going to happen to us one day, right? It can be a terrifying thing that can control our decisions. And we avoid things just like we avoid that topic, or we can just recognize it and be in comfort with it. And then we actually end up living a different life. And I had my grandparents to thank for that, because uh, it was actually partially terrifying and scary. But then it ended up being a huge gift to me, Right. And then it allowed me to realize, and I think you would appreciate this because you're very spiritual as well. It's not much different, right? The realms were so connected. I'm still connected to my grandparents, right? I still have conversations with them. And I wouldn't say that, you know, I'm psychic or anything, but I, I very much feel that they are here, just like I felt. And of course I can't, you know, taste their cooking or anything like that, but it's just like a different, a different relationship, right?
0: Beautiful. No, I can totally feel that and it's just not the fear of our own death, I think it's the fear of losing our loved ones. That is also something I think we all are connected through. Yeah. So shadow magic, I really want to you know, start with uh, what is shadow magic and maybe like uh, for someone who has maybe never heard, like we talk about shadows as coaches and we work with them. But for somebody who maybe has never even heard the word and they're wondering, okay, what is this shadow magic she does? So, <laughs> Can
1: you share? Them? Oh, that's a great question. So, we when we think of uh, magic, it's like something that magically appears, right? It just happens uh, without any logic to it. It's just mysterious, right? And what I realized um, in my journey of being a business coach and receiving business coaching and my startup journey of creating businesses. I was obviously asking myself the question, why is it that some businesses do so well, some teams do so well, and some don't, even though they have a great idea, even though they might have funding, right? And underlying, and this is the same when I was working with my coaching clients, like underlying, there are things that run our business that create magical results, but maybe they're not the results that we want, right? It's it's the results that we're like, why is it that whenever I try to launch something, it does really well, and then it flops, right? Or why is it that whenever I try to grow, something stops me, or I get sick, or my life turns into chaos? And all of these things are actually, it's its the shadow parts of us. It's the parts of us that are unconscious, that we're not aware of, but actually run the show. I think one of the most common comments I receive from readers of the book is, Anna, I'm so surprised by how much my shadow, my unconscious, and my fears and my doubts, right, run the show, especially run my business versus my executive self, right, which is like the conscious part of us that like uh, we can lead from
0: awesome so what kind of fears you're talking about when you're saying the shadows and i i relate i work with a lot of parents and some many of our listeners are also moms and dads so i, I know like this works in the personal life as well in our relationships as well it's not just our businesses actually our shadows are running the life and we don't not even aware of them most of the times so uh, can you like pinpoint
1: for people like what could be these fears actually And it's so true in relationships. So when we're connected in a family unit, in a marriage unit the shadows that we don't want to look at, we just like project onto our partners. So I know for me and a lot of my friends, a lot of times, you know, we maybe criticize our husbands, or our partners, and we're like, why aren't you paying more attention to me? Right? Why aren't you doing more for me? And why don't you appreciate me more? But really, it's our own shadow that we don't appreciate ourselves. And we don't make time for ourselves. And we're wanting someone else to give this to us when really, we're the ones doing it not to ourselves, right? So the in relationships you see this so clearly. And our business is very similar because we have a relationship with our business. And I don't know how you feel about this, but you know, I, I feel like a business is a living entity. And I know in our cultures there's like an astrological birth date to the incorporation of the business. So it's a real it's a real living entity, especially in the law. But also spiritually speaking, energetically speaking, it's a live thing. And so we have a relationship with this business. So the shadows that we don't address are fear of are fears of money, our own self worth shadows. So shame around, um, I'm not worthy enough. We hear imposter syndrome a lot, right? That's that's a shadow. Yeah. Um, any fears or doubts around visibility, like uh, fears around visibility. So if I if I'm really seen, if I really show myself or mark myself, I'll be judged. People will criticize me. I don't want my family to see what I'm doing, right? Or if I speak up and speak my truth, then you know people won't like that, right? Or I'll be criticized, or people will get jealous of me. So th- these are the things that I hear a lot of that actually end up impacting our decisions and our business. Right. It's really subtle, but it's really profound.
0: Yes. I mean, these are the common ones. Also the ones like, oh, am I good enough?
1: So I think a lot of people would be relating with this
0: right now. And they feel all of this. OK, what will people think of me? Oh, can I really do this? Am I good enough? So what could be the first step? For somebody who is listening to us right now, okay, I see that in me and I can recognize that this is happening for me and I'm kind of holding back or really playing small because of all this. What could be the first step to really, uh, let's say, overcome it?
1: yeah, so there's um there's a questionnaire that I ask people, um, and I can send you a link and people can can download that as part of the book for free. and basically it's a it's a business assessment uh, that you can also take to your life. So basically, uh, I ask questions like, um, how confident do you feel in your marketing? right? How good do you feel about your pricing? Do you feel like you're earning the amount of income? that allows you to thrive? Do you feel like when you speak your truth into the world that people can hear you? And basically the the more positive you are on that scale, meaning, yeah, I feel pretty confident about what, what I'm doing, then that part of your business, uh, whether it be the marketing part or the uh, financial part, right? Like that part of your business is probably not run by your shadow. You probably have a good grasp of it with your executive self. However, my experience is most people, they they have less of a confidence, right? Around what they're charging, around their ability uh, for, for them to attract clients that really value them, or even in personal relationships for their, for their partners to really listen to them and respect them and value their time and their efforts, right? So anytime when we feel uh, something is not where we want it, chances are there's a bunch of shadow stuff running the show. So I would advise uh, for your audience to really look at the area in your life that feels the most out of alignment right now, and just look at just asking yourself the question, oh, What are the fears or the doubts that are running the show here? And oftentimes people are surprised because it can be really deep, right? It can go to, oh, I didn't realize this was a, uh, I didn't realize me not having control over my schedule or feeling overworked, overworked, right? And uh, like my time is taken up. I didn't realize that was a personal value thing, right? I didn't realize it was because I wasn't valuing myself. So I'm giving away my time for free. So even just looking at the areas of your life where it feels very restricted, um, and asking yourself, okay, what, what are the fears that are causing this? What are the thoughts that are causing this to happen?
0: So what are the fears or thoughts that are, that are causing this to happen? So once they realize that, like, for example, if I think of myself, like in the beginning of my coaching journey, I always used to think, okay, why would people pay, you know, uh, what I want to charge, but I think the value I can bring, because they don't know the value, <laughs> they haven't experienced it yet. So how will, yeah. how will, You know, and why should why would be anybody paying that till, you know, I took the courage and uh, started, you know, raising my my prices and people were happy to pay. So that was quite a surprise. Actually, they are seeing the value. So once they recognize okay, this is the fear which is running it, what what is the next step then?
1: Oh, so if you recognize the fear, so if you realize, okay, I have been. Um, causing these patterns in my life, right? So that's really, a, that's a really powerful way of identifying shadow too, is like looking at patterns in your business, looking at patterns when it comes to your clients, looking at patterns when it comes to yourself. And this is why hiring a coach, like hiring you would be a really great idea for people because a lot of times we can't see these patterns in our lives, right? And oftentimes patterns in our business also show up in our personal life because it's around stuff like what you mentioned, personal value, right? Personal confidence. And so when you've identified, identified what that is. Uh, you've identified the fears that you have that are running the show. And typically the fears are like, you know, I'm not going to succeed. So uh, I was just talking to someone this, this morning and they're about to do a big launch and they have a big goal. Um, you know, they wanted to make a, a $90,000 launch and, you know, get people into their group program. But when I felt into it, they were in such fear and doubt. Right, they're like, uh, yeah, I want to do this, but you know, I'm, I'm really. What if no one shows up, right? What if I market and everyone laughs at me or people judge or I can't fill the group? That's really embarrassing, and that's the energy that they're leading from. So when you've identified, oh, maybe I have some fears and doubts, um, in this project, right, in my career, in my business, whatever, then the next step really is to ask yourself, how can I have a fearless confidence around doing the thing, right? Around doing the project. And sometimes having a coach, having a mentor is really essential because we're so much in that fear space that even though logically we know, oh, it's possible for me to succeed, Unless we're completely energetically behind it, we can't actually get the outcome that we want because everything is energy. It's the energy that you come from, which is why if we come from a place of scarcity or competition or even doubt, like, you know, I I know people pay for this, but why would someone pay me for this? Even if there's a little bit of that, it's going to affect your interactions, right? Because a pure confidence is what creates amazing results so whatever you need to do to get that level of confidence right and maybe you know yourself you can um you can just talk yourself up or do some journaling or whatever for me i need a lot more than that right so knowing what you need really sets you up for success
0: Mm. so knowing what you need really you know talk to talk to
1: yourself about okay how do you want to be how confident you want to be yeah. What do I need to be fully confident in this project? The reason why I was able to be successful in coaching was I told myself, okay, Anna, I give myself one year and a fresh new credit card, because we love credit in the United States, right? A fresh new business credit card. And I was like, I give myself one full year to play 100% in, make mistakes, like run charges, you know, be responsible, but, you know, invest in coaching and stuff. And that made the biggest difference for me because I knew that no matter what, I was just testing and playing. And that allowed me to learn, I would think three to five years worth of business in terms of the coaching world in that one year, because I gave myself that ability to be confident, right? Because I was just curious and I was testing. So curiosity can sometimes bypass uh, the ego and well, I'm just testing this out. I'm just seeing if this will work for my launch, right? I'm just seeing if, if I ask for a promotion, if I'll get it. And typically that allows us to be more confident.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, what you what you're saying that what you did was you just kind of uh, just just took away the fear of okay, I, if I don't succeed, basically just being curious and excited about it, and give yourself that time. It's okay, even if it doesn't
1: work, it's fine. But let me give it my full, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And people need different things for that. You know, some people, they might need uh, the support of like a mentor or friends. Some people need to not tell anyone (laughs) and just do it secretly. You know, and then it's like, oh yes, I got my first client or got, and then you tell everyone. So I feel like people are are unique in that sense. So it's important, I think, for people to be honest with themselves. What do I need to allow myself to give this a hundred percent? Because otherwise what happens is, We just try like, you know, 10% or we give it 50% and then we get scared and we're like, oh, I'm not, that's not meant for me. You know, you have to give it 100% to really learn and to really see if it's for you.
0: Awesome. So what you're saying, the key is to give your 100%. And if you feel that you need a coach or a mentor to really help you, you know, unravel those fears and shadows and work through them, then do that because that's part of being 100%, giving your
1: 100%. Yes. Uh, so and no. it's easier and faster, so much faster. You know, I've known so many people who struggled for years and they didn't have to, you know.
0: Yeah, I relate with that because I, I know you as well. And we, we have had many coaches and mentors in our journey. And that has obviously really accelerated the journey we, we are on. Yes. So you mentioned about personal values. And I remember when I was talking to you earlier that we were talking about personal essence. So these are two things I really also want to, you to kind of uh, elaborate on what do you mean by and when you talk about personal values and personal essence as well.
1: Oh, yeah. So all of us. So I really feel like we all have a unique genius, right? We have a unique perspective on how we see the world. And the thing is, we don't, see it as unique because it's so normal to us. But when I start talking to people, I'm like, yeah, that's actually really unique. That's really different. That's not a normal, typical thing, right? And so like we have a, I call personal essence. So it's the, the personality of your soul. It's how you naturally see the world. Which is also directly related to your gifts. And your personal values are really your standards that your essence needs in order to thrive. And uh, an example uh, that we talked about earlier today when we when we had our lovely discussion was, um, you know i uh, I have a client who, their personal essence, just their natural way, their their perspective is, the the natural way that they show up in the world, they love exploring mysterious places and things. They love adventure, right? And I was telling the story how when he was a little kid, he would actually escape from his house and go off exploring. And his, his mother was like, where are you? Where did you go? And he got in trouble for that, right? But that was just natural curiosity. And his standards, you know, because he wasn't just exploring anything, he was exploring the most mysterious places. So places where you and I are like, yeah, we're not going there. He's like, I want to go there. And there's nothing right or wrong with that. It's just the way that he's built. Right. But the but the the thing that happens to, to to him and what happens to all of us is we forget this because we get jobs, we get degrees, we you know do this. And, we, and then we kind of forget the essence that makes us unique and that gives us that special sparkle. And for him, you know, he was running businesses and he wasn't exploring or doing any of the stuff or d- discovering the mysteries of life. That's what gave him fuel. And so what happened was like he had forgotten about that for most of his adult life. And then when we started talking about it uh, at this time, he was running a, um, a marketing company he just started allowing himself to explore again and to remember those things that his soul naturally loved to do. And his business grew so much, even though it wasn't directly related to his business, but it allowed him to be more himself. It allowed him to be more magnetic. And so we all have that part of us that we just, the things that we're really drawn to. And if we can pay more attention to that, even if it's not practical or useful, it actually is the most useful thing you can do because it's what makes you, you, it's what makes you unique, you know?
0: I absolutely love this because I see so many people are just doing in the world, you know, what what they are supposed to do and just not really tapping into their soul essence. And I think we all are different, as you said, that we all are unique in that sense that what what we are drawn to and that is our essence. That's beautiful. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people can actually relate with that, that uh, how that plays in their life. And then they feel like kind of they're just shrinking because they're not allowing themselves to really
1: accept their unique gifts and their unique you know qualities as well um, yes and that feels very unfulfilling you know so it might not mean that you need to quit your job or it might mean that you do need to right but it wh- whatever it is like you're doing something you can be very successful but it could just feel so unfulfilling and you're like why is this i can't live another day even if i'm making tons of money right i can't live another day doing this because there's something not fulfilling for me there's something not joyful for me
0: and most of the people, I think, Anna, they, they feel it. They feel this kind of niggling feeling in the background. There's something mm-hmm. saying So people, people, a lot of, I'm sure you relate with that as a coach. A lot of people come to me and say, I don't know what is it, but there is something missing in my life. There is something which is telling me I'm not happy, even though everything is fine. I'm making money and I'm successful and everything is there. And, and that is something when we start exploring, they realize that that essence is missing, what they really would love to do. So, how can somebody who is maybe just doing what they they have been told to do, or what they were trained, you know, in school and by their parents, okay, this is your path, and they're on that path, and they want to now discover themselves, let's say, and they want to understand, okay, what is it that my unique, you know, essence or purpose is, or what can be a good way to uh, really for them to reach there?
1: Um, there's something that I've discovered in my work uh, that I call your natural soul obsession. Um, And this is something that I can offer for folks, because typically, uh, tuning into your essence, it does take a bit of time. And uh, it's time that we spend together to really uh, feel into your inner genius. And I want your audience to have a taste of this, right? And it's very, it's very innate. It's, it's like stopping to think about what is your soul always obsessed with? Right. Uh, For me, it's I'm always learning and reading and writing and watching programs. And even if I'm watching, you know, like a Netflix TV series or something. Right. I'm always looking for, oh, what's the lesson? What's the lesson that can help someone? And so I look at all the things that I naturally do. And then I find the common thread and it's almost always, okay. how can I use this teaching and share it with my audience and share it with my clients and share it with my friends and share my family? How can I help other people thrive? That's one thing that my soul is absolutely obsessed about is like finding information to help other people succeed. And I know for you, we talked about it for you. It's something similar, right? But would you like to share? I think that that's so beautiful what you said, the things that your soul is obsessed with.
0: I don't remember what I said that time when I, I knew that I'm always looking for you know, some something spiritual. Like even even yes. in mundane, even that's what I told you. Even in the mundane, even even, you know, if something funny is going on or something totally silly. And I would just tell my daughters, Oh my God, isn't it so connected with, with the mystery of life? And they would just laugh at me. Mom, you can find a spiritual connection in, in anything. Anything what yes. is going wrong even if things are going wrong or things are chaotic or not working the way we want so yeah right. th- this is i think something i'm i'm recognizing now and uh, as you said that times all obsession
1: i was like oh maybe this is what my sort of obsession yes, because it's absolutely not normal and you can just ask your daughters like mom that's not normal <laughs> but it's your unique thing that is why people are drawn to you right saloni so, it's why people are like something about how she sees the world it feels like what my medicine is, it feels like what I need. And so if we can just begin to ask ourselves this question, usually it can come to us pretty quickly. Or like you said, you can just ask your daughters, right? And they can tell you right away, because chances are you're obsessed about it
0: yeah. our family members know that they always see that what we are talking what is happening on the meal times or in our, you know a time when we are together these things are going to come out naturally when we are fullest you know being ourselves which is i think most of the time with our family we are like that so i'm sure that's a good point actually people can start looking at how their family you know see them and know that
1: and there's a good side, right? Which is people recognize uh, that part of you and they might uh, want to be with you because of that, right? And there's also the, the other side, which is people might criticize you, right? For always looking in, and then it becomes like, okay, well, I don't want to talk about this, you know? So there are both sides to it. It's still your genius, you know? It's still who you are.
0: Totally, totally. I, I agree with that. I mean, if I talk about health, because I'm very health conscious, and my doctor can be like, no, no more lectures about health. <laughs> we already heard a lot, so I get that. Awesome. So, uh, uh, as pers- in personal lives, I also want to talk about this, that in personal lives, how can people, you know, uh, find that true gifts? Because in personal lives as well, I see that people are mostly leading from fears and not as much as they can lead from their personal essence actually and uh, from their values and even sometimes people are not even confident about to be honest how to create you know magical relationships and I feel as people put so much attention into creating business which is great uh, we should be doing that but at the same time not a conscious effort to create conscious relationships so I, I think that what your work is you know you know finding your genius gifts and really you know overcoming your shadows and being fully, you know, expressing yourself in the businesses, I think that would come handy in personal relationships as well, whether it's with a partner or as a parent with a child. So uh, what's your take on that?
1: Oh yeah, it's really important to know when you're making decisions out of fear. And I know for some, uh, some of my friends, right, um, for some reason, you know, they just like, don't want their husbands to go have fun with their friends why don't you spend your time with me? Like, why don't you stay with me or take me along? And then when we look deep into it, there's a fear there, right? There's a fear of either them being lonely or there's a fear that their husband might be doing something. And that fear becomes something that is another person in the relationship right? Just like as business owners, we might, for example, lower our prices because we see everyone else and they have lower prices. And it's like, well, I'm afraid that I'll get priced out or people won't hire me because I'm too expensive. And then rather than focusing on um, the, the genius part of you and adding value to that and having people see the value, something that you mentioned, like your journey, right? In the coaching world, instead of going and focusing on that, we're focusing on the fear and what the fear is telling us to do. So a lot of times we actually do too much in our business because we're afraid that we're not enough. So I know people who are always signed up, like, um, you know, they're signed up with these classes and how do I build a funnel? How do I start a podcast? How do I do all of these? And they're doing it all at once. And it's not actually good for their business because they're not focused. Right. And when we look at the heart of those decisions, it's fear it's fear that they're not enough. So just to be able to notice how fear controls your business or lack or scarcity. Oh, I don't know if I'll have enough clients. I don't know if there are enough people who will come into my program. Things like that keep us from really being in our genius and just having fun and being joyful, right? In our business and relationships. So a really simple, simple, but not always easy, which is why having a coach or a mentor is really important. So a really simple, question you can ask yourself is, if I wasn't afraid, if I had full confidence, if I fully believed that I am supported and taken care of, would I say yes to this opportunity? Mm. Or would I turn it down, right? Would I allow my husband to go on a weekend trip with his friends? Or would I say, no, I still wouldn't want him to do that, right? So it actually doesn't matter the answer. It's more the place that you come from because that is the the kind of purity and the leadership energy that you want in your business and in your relationships, right? But most people it's actually run by fear, which you can just kind of tune in and sense if that's what's going on. Typically people know, you know, we're smarter than we think
0: awesome that's that's really nice what you're saying is and i think we all can relate with that how many times you're leading from fear in interpersonal life as well yeah and you mentioned about lack i think that is another uh, you know kind of window where i see people so many people operating from lack both in relationships from maybe lack of love, feeling that, oh, I'm not loved enough or I'm not lovable enough, (laughs) always that lack. Or also in businesses from a lack of abundance. So, and uh, I remember when we were talking, you were talking about how you feel purely, you know, abundant and you vibrate at that energy of abundance and that makes all the difference. So how can someone, you know, can start really experiencing abundance when when actually they are they are vibrating at a place where, where they're feeling lack
1: oh wow yes because uh, just because i am really tuned into um abundance it's a choice that i make right it doesn't mean that all the time everything looks great for me right it doesn't mean all the time you know but the fact that i can stay in a state of abundance or if abundance is too strong of a word just a place of positivity and hope right? Just the fact that I'm able to stay in that place, it changes future outcomes. And it makes things a lot easier versus being more stuck in the struggle. And I remember a conversation about this earlier, and I talked about it almost like you're, you know, you're training yourself to fall in love. So it's like, you know, if you if you want to fall in love with it could be a person, right? Or even your job or your mother-in-law, whatever it is, right? If you wanna fall in love with somebody or something, you don't force yourself like, I am in love with you. I am abundant, I love you, you can't force it. But what you can do is start appreciating the little things like, oh, I really love how my mother-in-law talks to me. Or I really love you know, that she uh, always makes me food. <laughs> or I love that she's a strong woman right? I don't know why I'm saying mother-in-law, but you know, it's these little things, right? These little things that you begin to acknowledge. And then you realize what true wealth is. And true wealth is when you have things that money can't buy, right? And then you realize, wow, my mother-in-law actually, she is wealth. She is a gift, even though she might not be perfect, even though, you know, there's something that she does that drives me crazy. But when you begin to really admire these little bits of her, What happens is you actually begin to shift her in your relationship. And I know this because my parents had a very, very difficult relationship, my parents growing up, like really, really difficult. And then as I slowly began to have compassion for them, and then I slowly began to have my heart open to them, they have changed. They are completely different people and they are more abundant. They're actually wealthier financially, even though they're old and retired, it's kind of crazy because of my, I think it's because of my ability to open my heart to them, which allowed them to open their hearts. And, you know, at the age of like uh, 68 or something, my dad started investing in the stock market with no training, no whatever. And he's had a really good run, like better than the time that he's worked an actual job. Right. But it was, I think my ability to just like hold space and encourage him versus criticize him, which is what he's done to me, you know, Asian parents. And that allowed him to bloom more. Right. So, and then we realized that we actually begin by our owning our ability to love people and to own that space of love and abundance. We really begin to change everything. And then I wouldn't be surprised if more clients came to you that were a better fit for you. That's what always happens. So you're not getting the people that are like, oh, can I get a discount please? You know, I can't afford this. You're getting the people who are like, there's something about you and I just really wanna work with you. How much? Okay, great, sign me up, right? Because you're playing at a different level of life. You're engaging at the level that you're meant to engage. And really things can be easier. So I actually hope that answers your question, because I don't absolutely. I don't know if it did.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I absolutely love that, what you said, because I could really feel that. I've experienced that myself, that once we start to, you know, tap into the wealth we already have, which is that's what you're saying, start to appreciate that the wealth we already have, and we all have that. This is this is a reality we are we are not living yes. in caves and we are not having survival yes. issue and not If right
1: you're now. watching this or listening to this yes you you have it <laughs>
0: you're in Texas and I'm in India so we know how abundant we already are like there's so much abundance there's so much connection and uh, interconnectedness with everything with this universe and the moment we start tap into that as you said and start feeling wealthy already then the you know the, the material also starts coming in the, the numbers also start going up and the bank also shows us the same thing as we are vibrating on so I think that's a wonderful point, yeah. And it is—it is not that uh, difficult actually to be do as well. It's just a mindset. It's just a, a bit of shift in the attitude. I think that's what you're saying, yeah. Just look, look yes.
1: at things, yeah. Yes. And really the, the help and the support, I can't emphasize that enough because sometimes we feel like, oh, well, you know, I can do it myself or it's cheaper if I do it myself. Actually, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. It costs you your life. It costs you your time. There's a big opportunity cost sometimes when you're doing things yourself that that are actually meant to be in community because when you're with someone else, it's a beautiful journey, right? And it's like a dance and they show you things that, oh my gosh, you're learning and it's a journey. It's It's life, right? And you always make it back. And I really think um, the big thing, especially for women, um, sometimes we, we don't really ask for help, right? Uh, there's, there's some shame around that from society or whatever, but it's actually the greatest thing is to be in a space where you feel like, oh, somebody gets me, right? Like Soloni gets me, she gets, she sees me for who I really am versus uh, even when I see myself, right? It could be full of fears. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Such a beautiful point you have made because I feel having somebody like a coach or mentor by your side it itself gives you a feeling of abundance. Because you you have all that support and support is like so amazing. It makes you feel so good that somebody is there who, you know, is concerned and who sees you, as you said, that truly sees you. And uh, you're so right. So many women, you know, I coach and I talk to who says, oh, I have been you know struggling for years and years. And I never thought I could just go out and ask for help because, you know, no, I have to be strong enough to be able to deal with, with myself. But that's more of a lack mentality, actually, because oh, I can't ask for help. That's like really, again, leading from fears. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and then how often does that same thing translate to your life where you're doing so much but you don't need to be doing all of that, right? And then you're just tired and then you yell at your husband, right? Or you 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 get upset at yourself and then it's just like a vicious, vicious cycle when really it's pointing to, and that's a pattern, right? That's a pattern that you can see not asking for help. And then if you get help, it really heals the pattern. And then you realize, wow, I can actually have time for myself.
0: <laughs> amazing, amazing. So the question that is coming to my mind now, I to really ask you this, in your life, Anna, what would you say has been the toughest or the biggest challenges that you have gone through or you have overcome that, uh, you know, have really helped you in your life?
1: Um, oh, yeah, I think because we're, we're born with, Uh, the thing that we're meant to master and that thing is always a struggle at first. And if I'm honest, you know, like I think one of the biggest uh, resistances I had to abundance was I really resented people who had money and we're born with money and we're born with privilege because I didn't have any of that. And I was like, wow, these people have so much power and they don't all use it, you know, for good. Just, I mean, just like anyone, it's not just rich people, right? And I I just felt so resentful for so long. And I actually didn't recognize it until I was like, I noticed myself like judging other people And it's like, oh, well, they they're successful because their parents gave them money or, you know, these things. And I realized I was just making that up in my head. And then I realized, oh, I have Anna, you have some issues around money and people who have money. And that's kind of a problem because I'm trying to also be wealthy. Right. So it's like I there was a part of me that couldn't uh, embrace full abundance because it still was resentful around money. And that was a big part of me that I had to heal. And the reason for that is, you know, so I was born in southern China and my parents really witnessed the cultural revolution, which was anyone that had money or they didn't even have to have money. They could have a little bit more land than someone else or an an extra duck, right, (laughs) more than the next person. But it was very serious consequences like they would be killed because of it and that was something that happened in my family it was like people were like oh they're a capitalist because they had more land than the other farmers everyone was a farmer right and it it meant my grandfather's life right it was something that was like you can't have this you're a capitalist you're dead that was it and so there was a typically our fears, I think have a lineage uh, piece to it. And so examining that and realizing that when you heal this within yourself, you also heal it within your family. So when I mentioned like me healing this work, and then my dad, after he was retired, all of a sudden making money, it's not an accident. It's not something that could have predicted or planned, but it's like really allowing abundance into your life by doing your own healing. Amazing.
0: Awesome. That's so true. And we never look at this like this, like there's a lineage of this happening and all these things could be so terrifying. And as a child as well, we have experienced, as you mentioned, that you were grown with all these things and this have such deep subconscious impact on our mind yeah. that starts running our life.
1: Yes. And I didn't even know the stories until I was older. Right. It's just in the DNA. <laughs> you just feel it. <laughs>
0: So uh, this question, I, I want to ask, you know, all of my actually guests that uh, a t- as a tagline is create a life you love living. So if you have to give like one message to all, all our audiences, like how to create a life that they would love living a life, which is like thriving,
1: abundant life, what would you say? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's realizing. So your standards and a, a really great way to do that is to just um, is to really, uh, sometimes you can just look at a bunch of words, like, you know, that how you want to feel in your life. Like, uh, if I want to feel joyful or if I want to feel, um, uh, abundant and, and for me, I discovered that that word was actually interesting. And for some reason, for me and my soul, that's really important. And when I remembered that about myself, it's like, I love interesting things. Things are interesting to me. it, I realized I was following all of these, you know, business coaches who were successful, but were not interesting at all. And I was like, this is why I feel dead on the inside. (laughs) And I just like started following artists and writers and podcasters, you know, and like people that I found interesting. I was like, oh, I love my life again. So find your value, find the way that you really want to live because Typically, as women, we're very accommodating to other people. And I know in my life growing up, you know, we didn't have a bunch of money. So my parents were not like, Anna, you want to do some interesting things? You want to take some interesting classes? Here you go. Spend all the money you want on it, right? That was not the case. Um, But now I can realize like, oh, I I can do that for myself. And that makes my life so fulfilling and so worth living. So just identify like one value that's really important to you that maybe you put to the side because of responsibilities or whatever, and lean into that. So I know people like some of their value is um, feeling free, right? And so if your value is feeling free, just look at your life and how free do you feel in your schedule, in your clothes, in your, you know, everything, right? And if it's not very free, then change it because you'll feel much more fulfilled. Uh, what do you think your value is? What do you think is your, uh, an important value for you in your life?
0: For me? For me, yeah. I think two, two actually. First is, of course, being really deeply connected with my own self, my true self. That is, a, that is the highest value. And second one is authenticity to really being a coach. I think that comes very naturally yes really able to dance my talk what I'm but I'm coaching others really being there
1: yes. and you created that for yourself right like it took work yes. to really yes. yeah create of, that life in Korea a
0: lot of work yeah. yeah so that was beautiful what you said that really recognizing what is what is our deepest values and start living life in alignment with that and I'm sure that that would be handy to create a beautiful beautiful life Awesome. Yeah. That was amazing talking to you, Anna. And there's so many nuggets I think we, have, we all have taken, recognizing our fears and shadows and embracing and overcoming them to reach to a place of abundance. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us, Anna. And it was wonderful talking to you.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody. This has been so much
0: fun. <laughs> that was a wonderful conversation with Anna Soy, And I'm sure you took a lot of takeaways from that. Understanding your personal essence, recognizing your shadow and embracing them, overcoming them and vibrating at the level of abundance and prosperity positivity and hope and uh, do not hesitate to ask for help if you want to hire a coach a mentor go for it because you are worth it please send me a feedback what you liked your takeaways in the comment section and give me a review for the podcast if you like this podcast and share with others as well and i will look forward to see you till then keep evolving keep
1: growing and create a life that you love living